Pro Circuit Racing based in Corona, California and founded in 1978 by Mitch Payton is known for two things, building high-quality horsepower and winning races. The name Pro Circuit is worldwide recognition that you have bought the best and we strive to get you the very best products for your bike. From two strokes to four, engine porting, suspension, and our top-rated exhaust products, we cover it all. And just one look at teams like Team 2-2 with Chad Reed, Star Racing, Harden Huntington, and of course our own team consisting of Dean Wilson, Brock Tickle, Blake Baggett, Tyler Rattray, and Darren Durham, we make champions. Last year, our team was the first in American motocross history to sweep the top three in the outdoor motocross series. Visit ProCircuit.com for more info on all the services and products. Pro Circuit, we race. Mitch Payton, here we are uh, Wednesday night, um, maybe uh, less than a month away from Anaheim 1, and I found you grinding a head. Still doing that. It's the, it's, that's the fun part of the day, actually. So that's enjoyable. That, that's the part where you don't have to worry about like, uh, business, financial-wise, anything like that. You're just grinding. You're just Finances, paperwork, getting something approved mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, how's everything going? Where you, You've got a – I don't know if you've realized this, but you've signed a, a lot of guys. Yeah, so. we, we know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so is it, do you notice the extra work? I mean, is, is, it, is it all hands on deck more than ever before? No, I think it'll be okay. You know, it's just it's a lot of a lot of kind of things to get planned out now, and once we get everything in in place to make it work for the year, you know, it'll it'll be okay. Going into Supercross, you know, it's it's only three guys per coast, so that isn't too too terrible. But mm-hmm. come outdoors when it's six people there, that's going to be a lot of work. Right? Can you talk about the Wilson and Rattray thing that uh, came up a little while ago? You had your four guys, and they're certainly solid. Um, you know, Tyler was shopping for a full 450 ride, as was Dean, and you know his deal fell apart. How'd that happen? How did they did they come to you? Did did Monster make it happen? Did those obviously your relationship with those guys make it happen? I mean, how much of a effort did it take from everybody to make it happen for you? Well, you know that it was kind of odd because you know, like we had our we did have the four guys signed, and, and you know, like I. I no more than we got them signed then we had a couple injuries and stuff you know and and i i uh i kind of wanted to see if we could do something for tyla mm-hmm. you know because he you know he rode the 450 last year and you know i wanted him to ride 250 outdoors last year and, and kawasaki needed him so they mm-hmm. asked if if they could borrow him you know to bump him up and you know i'm like gosh i don't know i know that's i really kind of need him <laughs> You know, yeah. we're, we're kind of picked over, you know, like we were down to, right. to Blake, and then we ha- I had to hire Ivan just to have another guy. And then, um, you know, he, Tyler really wanted to do it, so I, I wasn't going to stand in his way. So, and Cowie asked if they, you know, they, they kind of really needed him. So, mm-hmm. all right. And then he got hurt, and I wanted to see him get a, a real fair shake at it, you know, one mm-hmm. good solid year on a 450. And I think uh, uh, for us, it would be exciting for us to have a guy like Tyler for outdoors, and then I think he could be a big benefit to us, you know, for Supercross, especially considering, you know, I was having some guys injured and we weren't mm-hmm. positive on, you know, return dates. So I think it was really important. And then uh, we no more than got that kind of finalized and finished, yep. and then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> I get this phone call, and, and it's, 
It's like a hey. Scottish a Scottish man, a Scottish lad. <laughs> well, it wasn't Dean. It was, it was Tony. It was Tony. So Tony yeah. called and and said that you know things weren't gonna work out, mm-hmm. and they were looking for a home. And you know, I know they looked a few different places, and we were probably one of I think maybe three places or whatever. And I know Chad talked to him also. Um, for us to do it, you know, like he wanted to ride four fifties, but same thing, you know, if, if for for the team Pro Circuit and Kawasaki and Monster and Traxxas and all of our sponsors, you know, like we we needed to be. You know, kind of loaded in a good position for the 250 class. Mm-hmm. So the only way we could do it is if Dean would ride 250 Supercross again, and then we could support him for 450 Outdoors. And uh, you know, he thought about it a little bit, and then finally decided, you know, like that's that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And and it it took a lot of effort on everybody's part. You know, Kawasaki had to come to the table, and and ourselves had to come to the table, and Monster and Traxxas and Thor and. Yeah, everybody, Scott, right? Every, everybody yeah. had to like just come because every everybody was done, you know. And yeah. once once the budgets are kind of done, everybody's exactly. not in a negotiating position, and <laughs> right. they're like, "Hey, we're done." <laughs> and so then you call them back up and say, "Hey, what about a yeah. sixth guy, Dean Wilson?" And they're like, "What? Are you serious?" <laughs> right. And uh, but you know, like it's it's one of our guys, and we considered him, you know, kind of part of our family, and mm-hmm. and uh, so did everybody else, and everybody else chipped in, and we were able to do it. Um. And you're going 450 outdoors. How, how, what's the what's the political game with that? With Kawasaki, is there any political gain? Is game? Um, you know, you're going to be racing against Ryan Villapoto and Jake Weimer, and possibly beating them. Um, how, how is that? We know how this goes. I mean, even back in the early '90s, Honda was getting a little mad that you were beating them on, you know, your 125s. So well, it's a little, you know. And Chad's mentioned a few things in the media here and there about that sort of stuff. I would hope that it's everything's going to be okay. You know, like I, I think that, uh, you know, I think Ryan Villapoto is is, I think everybody is probably going to say the guy to beat, right? Yeah. So I think he's pretty confident in his ability, and I don't think us running a four fifty guy is going to, you know, yeah, leave him sleepless at night. <laughs> right. And you know, the actually, like I said, we we wouldn't have been able to do it if Kawasaki didn't want to do it. You know, and, yeah. and Reed was a uh, kind of like you know in the position that he wanted Dean to stay on a Kawasaki and that he would help help that happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it'll be fine. You know, like you know, I get along really good with Ryan and I get along good with Jake. And the the relationship between us and Cowie is probably I think probably better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we all tried to to realize that we all have very similar goals. And we kind of need to work together, and we have mm-hmm. been. And that that's from everything from, from you know, the technical side to yeah. sponsorships and everything. We're trying to work closer. So I, I think it's uh, – it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a problem. I think it should be really yeah. good. And, and, and the truth is, is, is you know, like if, if we don't have some spots for our kids, you know, like when – you know, we, we've been very lucky that we brought a, a lot of really talented kids through our program. And where do they go? You know, like mm-hmm. if, if you don't have a spot for them, you know, they're going to they're going to leave. They're going to leave Pro Circuit. They're going to leave, you know, Kawasaki or Monster. Right. And they're going to go somewhere else. And, and if they lose them, you know, the chances are they'll make a new home. Yeah. And you'll probably never get them back. So this is a way to keep them around and and, you know, let yeah. everybody kind of see what they're about and, and put put the 
the kids that come through our program on a 450 and give them an opportunity, and hopefully they mm-hmm. can do good with it. Yeah, I guess, you know, you lost Bogle, right? At uh, Kawasaki, you lost Bogle. Was it Bogle? Yeah. Uh, and, and Blake Baggett even had to go to a Suzuki year. Is that sort of the tipping point? Was that where things where you guys – and let's face it, Geico is turning out some terrific riders. Well, I, Is that all part of the thinking or no? Um, you know, I – they, they have Geico's done a really good job, you know, with their program and their yeah. their. They've always been a, a a good competitor to compete against, but also I think KTM's a really strong competitor, and and I don't I don't I don't underestimate really anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair to say, um, but they've invested some money in trying to to sign kids at a young age. Um. More so than we do, but yeah. our our standpoint was that you know, like we're, the way our program has always worked, is that we're we're a, a lights program and we're doing the professional side, and we we have always been there to try to support Team Green, support their amateur kids, yeah. and also support other kids. And I I think having you know these elite you know factory guys at an amateur level, like I just I. I'm not a. I'm it's not a, a slippery slope. Yeah, like yeah, once you start, like where, yeah. where does it stop? You know? I don't know. So like, I, right. I think it's pretty gnarly, and I, I, I like the way Kawasaki does it. They have like, <clears throat> they have four or five kids or six kids mm-hmm. that they want to help, and the way that we do that is, you know, like we we try to supply them all equal equipment, yep. and then we kind of wait and see who's who's the cream of the crop, and then we want to pick them, right. you know, then, and I think in. In in most cases, it's worked successfully. Mm-hmm. You know, we have lost a few along the way, though, too. Yeah. And and times change, and everybody's, you know, dipping deeper and spending more. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Where you do know, you like, stop? Right. Where <laughs> we'll have to see in another year or so if it's if it's always successful or if mm-hmm. it's you know there's some kids can make that transition really easy, and then other kids it might take them a couple years. So. Right. It's hard to say. If you win both Supercross titles last year, which is I think only the second time in nine years you didn't win a Supercross title, uh, was last year. If you win both Supercross titles, do you have six guys right now? I mean, is it a sense of reloading and showing Geico and Rockstar and Star Racing what you got? Is that why we did it? Yeah, like no, I, I mean, you know I what I mean. It, like you didn't win any titles, and you're not you're a competitive guy and. No, I don't think so. Okay. Because the truth is that it's only going to, like, as sad as it is, you know, you're going to have three riders, and, and it's going to only take one of them to win the championship. <laughs> right, right. All three can't win. Last time I checked. So, right, right. Uh, you know, like, we we try to get the best talent we can, and, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, you know, the truth is, is a lot of people have have kind of gunned towards us. Absolutely. You know, for sure. They're, you know, the other teams have... You know, like we'll we'll speak to a rider, and then pretty soon, you know, they know that we're talking to them, and they'll they'll spend more money, they'll mm-hmm. offer more money, right. and you know, some kids some kids are willing to do it for a similar amount or even lesser amount, but then sometimes, you know, like you look at I've seen some of the offers, and if it's double, like God dang, yeah, double, double's a lot of money, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's guys spending a lot of money, and yeah. I, I don't even know where some of them are getting it either, right. even myself, yeah. Yeah, you um, you are the one with the with the bullseye for sure. The 450 program you did it last year for the first time, uh, indoors and out. What 
How was it? There's all you know. Every year, it's Mitch is having 450 team. Mitch is doing it. Langston's doing it. Tedesco's doing it. Every year, Hanny's doing full. You know, you hear this. You did it finally last year, uh, full year. And uh, how was it? Did you feel like it? It helped helped or hurt you in places? Uh, either one. Um. Well, I think it was. Uh, I don't think it. You know, like I've read on the internet a couple. Oh, it was internet people. Yeah, you know how they are. Yeah, I do. And uh, <laughs> or a couple guys said maybe we took our eye off the ball, but it really didn't. You know, like we yeah. set, we set our goals and and you know like everything that we're trying to do. You know, seriously takes time to build build parts, yeah. get testing done, and and like we have that all kind of lined out as it is anyway. And <clears throat> the 450 thing was just an extension of what we're doing, and and I look at it more along the lines of almost. Why not? You mm-hmm. know, like Factory Connection has done that with Kevin yeah. and LaRocco and stuff. Metcalf rode the outdoors, yeah. yeah and, and like it didn't really take away from their program, and yet it gave them a little exposure in the big class. And mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's good. And any time that you have to race at that level, you learn something. Right. So now you're doing two, two guys outdoors, 450s. Um, it. And, and but the circumstances are a little different. You know, Tickle had the contract that you honored, so you, you took him indoor racing. Mm-hmm. Dean Wilson fell into your lap, so but he really wanted to go four fifties, so you're okay. And Rattray, you, like you said, you want to give him another shot, a fair shot. It, is so this it, is this a concentrated effort by you to go four fifty racing, or is it sort of like in twenty fourteen? Will you be still in four fifties, or is it totally case by case the way it's working out? Um, no, I think the plan is to be there in fourteen okay. as a, as a four fifty team. Also, you know, it, All right. both Supercross and outdoors with Dean Wilson, you okay, know, like uh, as one of the guys, and then you know, like be great to evaluate who we can get for the for right. a second rider uh, for next year. Maybe that's Tyler. Maybe it's Blake. You know who knows? Yep. Who, know, who knows who's available? And but this is the step. This is the this is, this this is, is the step. You know, right. and, and it's we're we're committed to it. Obviously, we still have to get. You know, it's like one of those things. We have to get Kawasaki's commitment. You know, mm-hmm. like later in thirteen to make sure they're on board with it. Obviously, but but we talked about all those things up front, and mm-hmm. I certainly don't expect them to change their mind, and I all hope right. they wouldn't. So. Yeah. That's so, the plan. Okay. So, yeah. So, we're, we're beginning a new era in a little bit, let's say, of, of Mitch Payton Pro Circuit Racing going 450 racing, which is, you know, long rumored. Um, I, I think it'll be good. I think, like I said, you'll mm-hmm. we'll learn something from it. Um, you know, the, the goal of it, you know, like it, the, you know, if you said the goal is to go out and, you know, steal one of the top guys, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. that that's necessarily our goal right now. I think our goal is to make take your talent a, make a spot for our guys right. that come through our program yep. and nurture that give them a shot in the 450 and let's see how right. that goes you know and and it's not necessarily to take somebody else's guy and plug him on the program yeah. you know it's like it's to make a home for our guys so that right. we can do good things with it well yeah and like us like guys like me goofballs like me in the media are looking at the geico program and their stable of talent and like i said you lost the bogle you you know you lost the baggot for a year and you know, we're 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 because we we're in this game, so we're like, is the pro circuit team losing their quote unquote edge or whatever? Are we? I mean, it's like, well, no, you're not. But you know what I'm like. You know, Geico has made a great has done a great job, as you you know you would admit, and and they seem to have a, a pipeline of these dudes coming up that are you know. So, but, but this is I see the, the you know. pipeline. Like we have we have kids coming up too. Right. You know, like there's 
you know, we have Adam under contract now. Yeah, maybe the fastest and, guy and, out there. You know, like I, I believe in his talent. So, right. like, that was a risk that 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 Kawasaki and everybody took early mm-hmm. on that. And that happens every once in a while. And that was to prevent that from, you know, from going, on. Yeah. going somewhere else. And, and so, like, I think we've got our eyes on what we're supposed to do. And, you know, once again, like, I, I, I can't, like, I, I don't think it's up to me to go have a, a factory amateur program. Yeah. To just you know bring right. the talent like that's where you know we we're Kawasaki's lights program mm-hmm. first and foremost. So we have to entrust them to do their job. Yeah, you know, and they need to bring some good talent to the program, or we've got to go outside of Kawasaki's program and hire them from wherever they come from. You yeah, know? And, and that's where in the past we we kind of did that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have done that throughout the years to grab the talent where we see it mm-hmm. and then we we're trying to be quote the good partner and we're trying to like work within right. their their program and we're going to try to do it the way they would like to have us mm-hmm. bring a, a kid up you know hopefully each year if we can yeah but you know i, I won't take a guy if I, I you know like i'm not gonna just take guys year after year if if they're not making it yeah yeah you know we just can't do that either uh talking about your team structure a little bit um um the, the the there's teams out there. Uh, the star racing Bobby Regan, not a fan of me, but uh, they, you know, they've gone through a lot of managers. They've gone through a lot of riders. Um, the other teams also seem to go through things. Geico has been pretty consistent with Ziggy, Myshack, Larocco, and obviously JC was there for a number of years. You yourself, um, you don't have a team manager anymore, but you had Jim Perry and Osterman um, and Bones is Alley. Who forget about Allie? Uh, Bones has been there forever. How important is it if you run a team in this sport? And this is what I write about and what I talk about. I feel like uh, the structure of a team is massively important, and keeping the same people year after year is important. And I feel like some teams don't get that. Do you agree? Mm, I, I agree with that a lot. Yeah, like I, I, you know, like we, you know. I guess maybe, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, it's because maybe I'm the owner or whatever, you know, they're saying, oh, well, it's his team and it's really not my team. It's, it's our team, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's my team and it's Bones's team and it's Zach and Aaron and, and it's all the mechanics. Yeah. And like, I look at it as like, we're a group, you know, and it's like our program. Right. Well, and I even then, forgot about Zach and Aaron. They've been here too. Also for what, 10 years. I mean, well, no, not 10 years, okay, but a long a time. And like, right. I want to keep it that way. And like, I think it's important, you know, like that's, and, and even, even the 450 quote program, you know, like that's, that's been something that Aaron has really wanted to do and been waiting to do, mm-hmm. you know, cause he was really instrumental on a lot of the development of the, 450 that even the factory guys have is we we did a lot of development work you yeah. know for them and you know that's we kind of split the guys and that's their babies and i i want to see them get the opportunity to to show their right their capabilities and and our company you know like our you know we got randy and darren and all the guys at the pipe shop and nick and malachi and, yeah. and our service guys and suspension guys ralph and those guys and they they love it and jerry you know the machinist like He's awesome, and and Jeff and Alex in there. They're like, if everybody didn't help, you know, we couldn't do what we mm-hmm. we did for sure, or what we do. What you sure. do, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a one man show, and it, and it's a very complicated um, thing to be successful. And anybody that is successful, 
in our sport knows that and knows knows the value of key people and that's like look at when Roger left you know he, yeah yeah he took some key people with him because he realized how important that was is that the number one mistake you see or not number one but is that a mistake you see with teams in our sport uh no I think I mean I mean it, and you know like that's something it's it's so funny it's like I think what happens too is after time uh the development cycle of the bikes kind of taps out a little bit, mm-hmm. and even the other teams can catch up a little bit. You know, like yeah. if you look, you know, if you look at like the first year we had a team in '91. You know, the peak bikes, mm-hmm. we were heads and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, equipment-wise, as far as motors and yeah. stuff, and then you know, just slowly everybody can slowly catch up and you, there's only so far you can take anything yeah and if you look at 04 with the four or 250f there was 250f's already out there but that was our first year and we were really successful of, of making a lot of power and mm-hmm. and we helped factory connection for you know what four or five years yeah and the, those were the two best bikes you know but now you know it's it's as sad as it is you educate those people and you know, it's almost monkey see, monkey do a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it and once they, once everybody kind of gets a clue of the direction or the feel for it, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody catches up a little bit. So, in order to keep that that uh, edge, that edge or that valuable difference, mm-hmm. it becomes more technical, more difficult, um, more expensive mm-hmm. to to shine away a little bit more. You know, like you really got to get everything out of everything yeah. in order to separate yourself because you know there's nowadays with our industry there's everybody and their brothers doing suspension in the garage and yeah. guys are doing motors everywhere and you know like we've sold motors you know for five years now or six years mm-hmm. or seven years for four strokes and guys pull them apart and look at them oh i know what he did you know like, yeah, yeah. Now i know yeah, what yeah. he did yeah so you sort of you lose some of that. You're you're educating the masses yeah. a little. Yeah. And 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 you know, we do the same thing. You know, like we've we've looked at other stuff also to just evaluate where we're at. So yeah. like everything gets gets harder to be a step above mm-hmm. everybody. But you do that with people, maybe. That's one of the things you can invest in. It's one of the things you can do it with is people having good people. It is keeping people in place. And, it yeah, it yeah, totally yeah. is, right. and it's and it's very important and and. And the other thing is we've been very successful and I believe in, you know, like we've got really long relationships with all of our, you know, our vendors and our sponsors and stuff yeah. like that. So, like, we can lean or I can. I, I lean kind of heavy on some of our vendors to help me, you know, make the next step that I want to try. You know, mm-hmm. I want to do this, you know, and they're like, oh, my God. You know, but, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Wait a minute. I've never left you. I've been here. through the yeah, yeah. Don't give me that. You know, right, right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. Okay. okay but you're a competitive it. guy. So, yeah. We can do those things at a at, at a decent amount of time, and right. and uh, it helps. Um, last question for you: Have you seen those inside the outdoors? Uh, I haven't seen any this year. You haven't? Okay, no. damn. Because it was a big topic on the last pulp show we did. They're sort of focusing on the negatives: guys who don't have rides, guys who the sport hasn't rewarded. You know, not the superstars, not the millionaires. Like who? Tommy Hahn. No ride. Kyle Chisholm, no ride. Up in, you know, when they were filming it. Um, Nico Izzy, uh, heartbreak, injury. Roger doesn't call him in the hospital, loses all his money, you know, and then now he's on the road back. It's focusing on the darker side. And our, 
we wondered if that's good for the sport or good. But if you haven't seen it, it's tough to, for you to comment. Well, but 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 I would say that there's, you know, reality is reality, and and you know, like. Sorry to interrupt you. Last the last show was about Jake, mm-hmm. Jake and his dad. His dad, uh, the cost of going racing. The, Jake's dad mortgaged the farm, you know, sold the family farm. Now they've bought another one since then. But to go to keep Jake racing, he had to you know sell the farm. So, but sort of that. Yeah. I, I I say that there's, I think it's positive and negatives. You know, like or there's dark sides for sure, and there's there's obviously you know there's there's the feel good stories. In in any sport, ours has them too. You know, like you know, you look at, I don't know, pick a guy like Carmichael. You know, like yeah. I always think, mom and dad are just awesome, great people. And mm-hmm. you know, like look at look at what successes they lived through and 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 made and all that kind of stuff. And and that just keeps happening. And you know, the McGrath family, I mm-hmm. consider that a, a great success story. And you know, those type of things are feel good stories. And of course, you know, anything is shaped kind of like a pyramid so you've got one guy at the top Mm -hmm. he makes a ton of money then there's two guys below it and they make pretty good money (laughs) then there's four guys below that and they make decent Decent, money and then when you get down to that where the eight guys are they're not making so much but you know what it's it's in a lot of ways uh it's better i think than it used to be you know like a long time well when you were with rollerball or or Jeff Hicks, you know they right. were they were. Well, I wasn't with Rollerball. I would have loved to have been with Rollerball, but I was just watching. Oh, maybe that was Marshall Plum. That was Marshall Plum. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, what I'm saying is, right. like, those guys were driving in Fox fans, Jeff Hicks, yeah. and, and making no money. Fred Andrews. Well, they're making yeah. some, but they're trying to live the dream. Right. And and they're top ten guys. Right. And they're they were trying, and, and and nowadays there's guys, fortunately somehow that we do it, and and. That we have some programs out there that are uh, additional, like like our 450 program will employ two riders. Yeah, you know, and Larry Brooks's team employs one rider, and uh, Gibbs is two riders, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the guy down in Florida? Butler. Butler brothers. Yeah, they have a couple. Yeah. you know, you start adding it up, and and there's there's another 12, 15 mm-hmm. opportunities that. It would be rough for a guy to take a four-stroke yeah. and throw it in a minivan and head to the races mm-hmm. nowadays. So in the lights program, you know, like because of the split coast, which I still believe in. Yeah, do you, you still a fan of that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I still believe in the split coast because if if you believe in the, you know, they always say the spirit of the rule. The spirit mm-hmm. of the rule was is that, if, or I think it means that if a... If a kid has decent talent, he'll get support. Mm-hmm. And he might be able to afford to do eight or nine races. Mm-hmm. But unless he's pretty wealthy, he can't yeah. do the full 18 rounds. Yeah. So it it kind of enables a kid coming out of amateur to try it, which it'll be difficult, of course. Yeah. Um, but it, it enables them to do it. And because of that, you wind up with programs that have four riders, two on each coast, you know, mm-hmm. or... Like we're gonna have three on each coast, so right. I, I still believe in the split coasts, and the dark side is in every sport. You can read basketball, baseball. Yeah. There's there's those exact stories, you know, of mm-hmm. the the parents almost would have or could have beens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it it's it's a sad. Mm-hmm. It is sad. Yeah, it's very sad, you know. But then again, it's like 
in the big scheme of life. You know, like you didn't get a ride, but you you raced for how many years in the sport? You traveled probably right. the United States and the world. Like really, right. Right. that ain't that bad. Well, yeah, and that's one of the things that we talked about is that. And again, I don't want to pick on Tommy Hahn. You know, they show his house and his big motorhome, and I mean, Tommy has probably made a million dollars in his career. He made more than that, probably. Okay, made more than a million dollars. I haven't made more than a million dollars in my career. Do you know what I mean? And and yes, his time is tough for him, and but he still had a lifestyle that was pretty damn good for a number of years. Yeah, and it, and and I didn't want to make it sound like what's, it's, what's really difficult but, too is they they do it at such a young age that that the amount of money that they make isn't a reality like it might be to you yeah you know like now at your age you'd say wow i'm, I'm gonna make uh 180 grand this year yeah you're like i'm killing it yeah right but 180 grand to a 16 year old <laughs> means a new truck yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know like right some cool stuff and that's that's a little bit of bad judgment but everybody probably goes through it mm-hmm. and yeah sadly enough it happens a lot right um all right man I, i've taken enough time away from the grinding of the head uh thank you for doing the uh podcast i appreciate it and uh good luck with everything this year you guys are uh, looking pretty damn good we hope so and uh and i'll be here before we know it trey canard here we are um after a long day of uh testing for you uh we're at seven oaks deli and uh i miss this place it's good pretty splendid yeah yeah i like coming here on a cool day like this because some days in the hot it's hot it's like hot in the deli and you kind of wonder Quality if, if the yeah, meat is right. cool or not. Um, also, too, if a fan's listening and you want to get an autograph, um, you can probably come around here, hang out here. Yeah, quite a yeah, bit. I'll be around here for well, at, I mean, at least until rider. this podcast is any riders. Like this is a place to come because it's not far from it. Oh yeah, 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 you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. You can pretty much come here on a random day and right. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, uh, pretty much. Hey, uh, checked you out the Honda track today. Uh, you look great. You look. I mean, obviously, we talk a lot for the pulp show and stuff but uh you feel good you feel 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 ready yeah i'm stoked that the bike is the best honda motorcycle i've ridden yet so um i'm really stoked with that i feel like yeah. coming into the season we're in a, the best place that we've ever been um with the motorcycle any the best place that i've ever been anyway mm-hmm. um coming into the season and i feel like the fitness is good and riding is good um, you know, there's always going to be that little thing that you got to work on or um, mm-hmm. you got to kind of improve on. But um, I feel like, you know, where we were four or five months ago to now is 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 a huge improvement. And I'm just thankful to be coming into the series so far right. uh, healthy and, and ready to go. Uh, yeah. Fitness wise, how are you? Are you where you want to be? I feel, yeah, yeah, I feel the best that I've ever felt as far as fitness wise. The, the cool thing about my injury was I really got to spend some time kind of put myself in a little bit of a hole. Um, you know, when, you, when you're riding and riding and riding, you, you almost want to be fresh a little bit for the riding and mm-hmm. not kind of ruin yourself so the riding is right. dangerous, you know. So um, I really got to kind of tucker myself out and, and put in a lot of endurance and a lot of strength training, um, which really has translated into the riding really right. well. So. Um. Now, for today, typical day, um, you're not testing anything, did a couple of 25 lappers. Is that normal? Is that typical for you? Yeah. This yep. off season, yeah, I've been doing a, a couple of 25s, um, 
here and there on a couple endurance weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of the last few weeks I've been really focused on some sprint stuff. Okay, yeah, I was going to um, ask you like some guys do sprints, some guys yeah yeah so you do that too. There in the beginning, like when I first started doing motos, mm-hmm. like riding, I just rode for a little bit, made sure everything was good for a few weeks. But we started doing thirties, you know, thirty fives. Yeah, and that's like all I did, you know, <laughs> right. for a month and a half, and then kind of went back into supercross. Um, you know, a 20 lapper seems pretty easy if you've been doing 35, you know, three thirty fives a day. So, um, we went to kind of just kept doing the endurance stuff. And then now like the last month, really, we've been focused a lot on the the sprint stuff to try to get my speed up. And then now kind of carrying that into the longer stuff too. So, um, looks like you hit the ground there. You got some road rash. Yeah. I had a big, a really, I don't know if I should say this, but I had a a really big crash Monday. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's it's really probably my first really big digger. Today's Wednesday. Okay. So you're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was good. I just came out of the whoops. I was doing a moto with uh, the Geico guys Mm -hmm. and I was coming around Osborne and right behind Han and was going to try to go to the inside of him on the, on the whoops and was leaning too far to the right and the, the bike kicked way left and wasn't able to kind of save it before it hit the berm and kind of piled into the berm but good yeah well that's good that had to feel good right yeah uh, yeah. yeah you know each time you kind of crash it's like you, you kind of like well, well, like feel yourself with like, well, I mean, especially, especially for you in your occasion like, yeah you know I mean? yeah like, with with my back you know the way yeah. that it hit, you hit the ground it's like okay that right. is, is that going to be good and and so far so good so right. now um, uh you had brent tra- practice uh, doing your laps every lap was timed you had uh greg albertson uh your practice bike guy film you what will you do with all that info or will you do anything with it um the, la- know, the lap times from a typical wednesday let's say yeah the the lap times really is like during the moto you know to, okay. to kind of keep right. make sure that you're you know trying to beat you're trying to beat the time if not keep it uh consistent you know and, yeah. and not go too high or um kind of flounder around and, and mess up on a few laps but um and were but you the happy video, with that today? Yeah, uh, I was stoked. Fifty threes, it looked like for a lot. Yeah, the the fifty yeah. threes was the most. I got into the fifty fours. I had one fifty five. There's one um, really big quad section yep. at Honda, and, and if you're not kind of completely exactly where you want to be, you don't mm-hmm. want to jump it. So I didn't jump it one lap, and that kind of hurt the lap time a little bit. But yeah. um, I felt good with it. I feel feel really good with the the whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I feel really pretty stoked. Is is testing done? Are yeah. you, do you, you basically have an Anaheim setup? Yeah, I mean, unless something comes up that yeah. we go, wow, this is no good. Yeah, we got to fix of, this. Yeah. yeah. Um, last yesterday was really our last day. Mm-hmm. That's kind of we left and was like, all right, this is what we'll be right. racing. So, hey, your uh, your your coach Timmy Ferry, man, friend Timmy Ferry, Philic life coach, life coach, Philic uh, mentor Timmy Ferry. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. He he's he uh, he's back with you now this year. And uh, he hooked you up late, I think, uh, maybe last year with Dean uh, from CTS. So you're not one of those guys that has, like, a trainer, per se. You're on a program. And I like that. But you got to be self-motivated, don't you? Yeah, like, I, I, I love it. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that needs back done. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just something in me that, like, I want to, like, always do more and more and more. Right. So I almost need someone to kind of go, okay, calm down. You know, you're, you're fine. Yep. And that's it's really good with Dean because he's he's very scientific about everything, and I feel like everything has a plan. You know, we're not yeah. just going to do twenties just to do twenties. Yeah. We're going to do twenties for a very specific reason. So, and you yourself won't burn yourself into the ground with training because he's telling you why. 
you only need to do X amount. Yeah, and, and in unlaps, it, you, it gives you that reassurance that, okay, I, I can mm-hmm. back it down today. Maybe I'm not even going to ride. You know, I can right. I can have confidence in that, yep. knowing that there's a plan and a purpose. And um, I've, I've been stoked on it, too. It's It's been really good, too, having Timmy because Dean is awesome at what he does. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know, sometimes um, he's not a motocrosser, you know. So having yeah. Timmy there, it's kind of like we can – almost translate some things to Dean if, right. if we're not quite communicating seems, that. Seems like him. he's an F1 guy with the hat he wears all the time. Yeah, the but Ferrari hat. I haven't seen the Ferrari hat in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, now, today at the track, obviously, um, if you ask me, I thought Timmy looked really good out there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking to him about? Uh, you know, I saw you guys doing hand signals. Kind of after each moto, you would get with him. you talk to him. What, what kind of stuff does he help you with? It's just um, – Especially in this time of the year, I, I feel like you need to kind of be pretty on point, you know, with everything yeah. you're doing. But um, there's always that little thing, you know, and really just looking at weaknesses, you know. And, and um, I think after that last 25, we were talking just about the whoops. I got better in the whoops the, yeah. the second time. And uh, a couple of the things that we'd talked about improved okay. on. So. so it's not like an overall thing where he, he'll say, hey, what about this? You'll go, I like this. Or I, I was doing this, and he'll say, "Try this." Or yeah, I mean, we're. I mean, it's like that every time we, yeah. we kind of run back and forth. You know, hey, how about this? Right. It looked like you're doing this here. Come, what about this? And then that oh. kind of thing. So it, it's good for me because you know you, you're always kind of you, you need the reassurance in a lot of places, yeah. and you also need that that little bit of motivation to kind of fix things that you can't see. Maybe Greg can't see. Because mm-hmm. Greg helps me out a lot, but he sees me ride every single day. Yep. So it's almost like if someone's lost a bunch of weight and you haven't, you see him every day. You can't really tell, but if you, yeah, if you haven't seen him, you know, in a month and you come back, you're like, whoa. So right, right. Um, um, and let's talk about uh, the other. You're riding with Shorty today. How, how's he doing? How's he looking? What do you think about uh, Andrew? Yeah, Shorty's good, man. He he uh, he's bulked up. Like he's he's stressed a bit because he's never. He's never waited this long to start his program because he, you know, he had a lot of off-season stuff going with his health. Yeah. So he's a little stressed. He's yeah. trying to catch up to all you guys. No, he was good. He did the <laughs> first twenty-five with us, and he was like, he was on point. I felt like. Right. So, um Yeah, it was good. Right. And uh, he, just Justin, your teammate. Yeah, Justin's riding good. I, I went. I only seen him. Um, I guess it was like the week before Thanksgiving. Yep. And we all went to his house and did some testing and. He's riding really good. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, oh, so he's on a program where he's not coming out here and showing every, anybody what he's got. No. he's. You know how those guys are. Yeah. They're, 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 there's those guys and there's not. You yourself, you're out here now. You're going home for Christmas, but you're out here now till eight till the series heads east? Yeah. Normally, right when the ser- series heads east, that's somewhere yep. in that time frame. I'll go back home. You go back home. It just kind of depends on the weather. Do so. you – you got a pretty sweet thing at, in Oklahoma, but – talking about the guys that don't want to show up do you, does the stopwatches and the competition and so you guys looking down at you does that bother you um it's just something you got to like look at as with a good perspective you know uh-huh. like yes at home it's it's i do like it better yeah. like you can just do your thing right. and, and um, like this guy here across from you he hated it yeah I, it was I'm, it was stopwatches i mean if i'm it being was, honest i can't stand it but it's it's something you have to look at as, as trying to find right some sort of positive out of it and, and i think that there is positives coming from it because yeah. you're going to get that type of pressure that type of um yeah. everyone looking at you at yeah. the races so I, I think it does help that but 
But when you have your off days and everyone sees, that's the tough thing because right. you almost like. Oh. But I, we just had Wyndham on the Pulp Show, and he's telling me he goes back and forth every week to Mississippi for all the California rounds. That seems insane, right? I mean, if, as an athlete, as a, as a guy who's training and riding, being located here for a month seems to be a hell of a lot better than that. Yeah. I, I mean, each of them has their, their positive, I think. Yeah. At, at home, it's like it's relaxed. You you can really be easy about, like, time, you know. You, okay, you yeah. start riding at 10 and, right. you know, you kind of do your way through it. And you take care of your own track and you can kind of make sure everything is exactly how you want right. it. And, you know, you don't have to worry about testing so much. You know, mm-hmm. you can kind of just focus on on everything you're doing. No, no media at home. Um, goddamn media. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. Goddamn. Uh. <laughs> but you know, when you come out here, it's like you. There's a lot of pressure to be there at nine o'clock, or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, to not miss that window for the right. track, or and then there is the people. Um, always got the stopwatches. Always, no matter what. Always filming. Yeah. You know, there's always a van full of. Europeans hopping out on the, the hillside, you know. It's just <laughs> a Karen Arita today. Yeah, yeah. The Japanese. I mean, there's just there's right. there's a lot of elements out here, but I think it's always like the first week I come out here, I'm like super bummed. Like, man, <laughs> I just want to go home. You know. The more I listen to you, the more I think you really don't like it at all. I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I right. It's not. It's just not home to me. You yeah. know, Like, especially the people. That's like the the biggest thing for me at yeah. home is everyone is so genuine and friendly and nice and. SoCal. You walk around and like people will genuinely say, "Hey, how are you?" and like mean it, you know. Right, right. And wave. Here you kind of wave, and it's like, what? Are, yeah. Like they kind of just give you the death. <laughs> thing, but, um, but it is good because yeah. I can. There is a place here for me to ride. There's right. multiple tracks, multiple people to ride with. Yeah. And when I, you do need the testing, the testing is here. Um, and I gotta think too, like if um, Wyndham or Barsha or Chad. Chad might not do on this program, but if they come out and beat you at A1 in Phoenix, you can go on Tuesday and see them and be like, what are they doing different, yeah. if anything at all? Yeah. I would think that's a huge benefit. Yeah. I think for sure. But maybe not. Yeah. You know, at home, you, you kind of get in that right. rhythm, that routine. And right. then I think that's almost the most difficult part about coming out here is you come out here and you're off that. Yeah. Which is good in a way because it gets you there before you go racing, yeah. you know, because you're not going to be able to have your perfect track. You know, kind of come Anaheim. So, um, lights, guys. Uh, got real quickly. Uh, how's my guy Zach Osborne going to do? He's I'm, used to Sands of Lomo, but I'm pumped at Zach. Yeah, I think the first time I watched him ride, I was really impressed. So, I think uh, I think he's going to do really good. Their, mm-hmm. their bike looks really good right now, and um, yep. he seems pretty fit. So, Tomac looking. I Tomac mean, is defending he's champion. Really good. He's, yeah, he's, I mean he's he's. Um, He's really talented, and he's coming. The thing about Tomax, he's coming off a lot of momentum. You know, even yeah. though the series and the outdoors didn't end as well as he wanted, coming off of de- defending that championship and um, having some of the amazing rides that he did in the outdoors, I feel like there's a lot of momentum there, mm-hmm. as well as uh, good rides in the 450. And your guy Bogle? Bogle, he hasn't been riding as much. Okay, uh, he kind of hurt his hand. Okay, uh, earlier this this he's year. Doing east, anyways. I think he's doing east, yeah, yeah. but. The guy's unreal. Right. So, uh, you told me last year he was going to win a race. I really thought he you, was. You said, I think he can really win. I really, I really, right. I still think he Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he could have won a race last year. Yep. But Barsha was just on point. So He was, yep. Um, so this year? I I think so. You, you stamping it? I think so. I think it? I hear he's he's really putting in a lot of effort. Um, 
with uh, Ryan Fanaro with uh, uh-huh. with Will. So is that something? Uh, this 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 is probably the last question. Uh, Bogle struggled last year a little bit uh, with his maturity and his actions on the track, and, I, and he seems like a great kid and really funny. And but there's no doubt that some of the stuff he was doing was showing his age. Let's say. Yeah. Do you talk to him about that? Do, is that something where you because you from your very first pro race you pretty much handled yourself you know obviously you put Villapoto into a scaffolding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm joking but uh is that something you would talk to Bogle about um or no it's a fine line you know because at one point I don't want to step into his you know yeah. you, you never know what's going on with a person yeah um but I think that a lot of it is he wants to do really well you know he wants to to be the best yeah and, and maybe when things aren't going so great, it's hard for him to accept that, you know. Right. Um, but I think that comes with a lot of maturity, and I think too it comes with a lot of um, a lot of time, you know. I think that that maybe last year he, he wasn't able to kind of get that, especially mm-hmm. um, pressure you know, does pressure first, does stuff to people that you know. Yeah, and, I, and two, I think there's a little bit of pressure as a rookie at Geico mm-hmm. um, because they're got they're their guys have done extra, yeah. really well their, right. their rookie years so um, but I think he's going to do good this year you know watching Will ride Will's riding really really good right now and yep. and he seems really fit and kind of just what I've been hearing about Bogle everything is is really consistent and, and I think if if I'm being honest I think what I saw out of Bogle is there wasn't consistency um, at home you know during the week okay yeah so I think that reflects shows up on the weekend, and, right? right? And you know, kind of I'm just bummed out. Right. You know, I think now I feel like he, from what I've been hearing, he's been really consistent, yeah. really on point. I feel like I feel like you would lay it down with him, like the honest way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I feel like you'd be like, "Look, dude, this is what you got to do. More of, less of this. You know, you have the skills. The, the skills almost. Yeah, the, the, you watch the kid. Yeah, it's he's, he's got, amazing. He's got ride. skills. I mean, yeah, like yeah. just the way that he moves the bike is, is right. really cool. I, I think I would, you know, I think now it seems like he's really kind of got things together. Yep. Um, last year, it's well, he, and he was he injured just, too. We got to remember that too. You he, just don't want to step on people's feet, you know, the people that are trying to guide yeah. him. Um, I talked to Robbie a whole lot. Robbie was really yeah. helping him, and, and I really tried to talk to Robbie about things that I see, things okay, that I think so, can yeah. help him. Right. But it's just, it's a gray area. I don't think you want to get, you just don't want to reach out on too much. I don't think that you don't know the whole, yeah, the whole thing. You know, maybe there, True. there's, there's so much, I think what people miss with us riders is that there's a lot emotionally and in our lives, you know, that mm-hmm. affect the way that we ride, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, you almost don't even know what happened in a person's life that week mm-hmm. to affect the way that they're riding. Yeah, you know, it's like you, the light comes up, and we just expect, we media fans, sponsors, expect you guys to be exactly how you were when you won seven days ago. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that could have happened personal-wise, financially-wise, on the bike, off, like, right. during right. the seven days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's something a lot of people forget about, you know, is, is that, yeah. you know, if you have a, a bad day, say you... Yeah have some sort of financial thing go go whatever wrong, yeah you're you know you're, yeah. you're fighting with your spouse or whatever it is then that affects you at work you right. know so and especially with us because you have to be so emotionally and so yeah. 
mentally present to race. Or even like trying to sign autographs. Uh, everyone, oh, I love you. And you're just like, oh, man, I, you know, I just fought with my chick and yeah. you know, I want to light her on fire. But hi, how you doing? Yeah, like, exactly. Right? Exactly. It, and then, you know, sometimes people have to say things and it like stirs up something. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. want to like scream right, at them. But, right. Um, and I know like when my, I had to put a dog down a month and a half ago and I didn't, I couldn't even write for three days. Yeah. Not because I was like crying. I just, I didn't feel creative. I didn't feel inspired. Yeah. I just didn't. I'm not trying to equate it to a supercross racer, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, just, that's that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's the just, point that I was trying to yeah, get across just, is that when things happen in your personal life, it affects the way that you yeah. you live. So, and it all comes around to Timmy. That's life coach. Yeah, he's, he's really a therapist. I mean, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, 18 minutes. Thanks. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. I ask the deep questions, don't I? I yeah, guess. super I, deep. Yeah, super deep. Super deep. Hopefully, I'm crying. <laughs> Red dogs crying. Red dogs are crying. All right, we'll end it now. Okay, cool. Kyle Chisholm, Yamaha Test Track, uh, Velocity 3, Yamaha, Kyle Chisholm. Yeah. Um, just getting back into it, huh? Yeah, uh, I started riding yesterday, went rode outdoors a little bit. Today is first day on the Supercross track and only second day on the bike. Second day on the Yamaha and also second day from my injury from Bercy, my ankle. Right. Uh, so today was basically out here today, just kind of warm up a little bit, huh? Nothing. Yeah, just, yeah. just cruising. Like I said, it's only my second day just to kind of get back into riding supercross and pretty much just riding and putting time on the yamaha for me you know i, I rode it 2010 and 2011 um just had this last year on the cowie so it i'm short on time obviously testing but mm-hmm. uh i at least i know for the most part the uh the stuff you know the settings and stuff that i like so starting with that yeah. and i think it, yeah it'll be pretty close. um is it literally um no adjustment because you're so used to it no, like, I mean, it's, any? it's different. I mean, just the bike in general is different. Right. You know? it, it, I had to get used to the Cowie, um, you know, at the beginning of this year, and it was quite a bit different, right. you know. All the bikes nowadays, I, f- I feel, are good. You know, they all do things better yeah. than others, and not in some places they're not as good. Mm-hmm. And I love the way the – I know people complain about the way the Yamaha turns. And yeah. one thing I actually tested today a little bit was, uh, like, when I rode the Yamaha before, they didn't have it, but the different engine mm-hmm. brackets Mounts, to move yeah. the engine, and they have a thing to lower the radiators and stuff. And – I actually went back to the stock way. I didn't. Yeah. Everyone swears by it. And, yeah. I know Bob Canary, my teammate, said he can't even. He you know definitely likes it way mm-hmm. a lot better with the different mounts and stuff. And I mean, I, it'll be something I go back to try again once mm-hmm. I'm up to speed. But it's you know I, I like the way the stock bike is. Uh, so it's we, just getting used to the bike is. I was thing. telling Bobby this. Uh, he spent all year on a Yamaha. You've uh, spent multiple years on a Yamaha. Uh, a team like the Tie Loop team, Chris Blows, Phil Nicoletti, we're talking to Blows today, and he's like, ah, it's still getting used to it. You guys have an advantage where you're both going to be, right? So like you said, you knew what you liked as far as linkage yeah. rods and that. Yeah. Immediately, it's going to help you both. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, all the uh, – it's an adjustment because, you know, I had to adjust to the Cowie. Like yeah. any, any bike, you know, like I said, you got to But you're already further down different. the line but where I'm, you're like – Yeah. yeah. I'm further, I'm further down. I know the stuff I like as far as yeah. chassis, clamps, and linkage. Right. And I'm starting with my suspension that I race with. You know, fortunately, yeah. Ross and those guys at Enzo are doing our stuff again. The engine is all GYTR, you know, Yamaha mm-hmm. engine, which is what I used before. So for me, it's basically the same bike. And uh, just starting with, with that setting, and now it's just putting time on the right. bike. And like I said, it is an adjustment still. And fortunately, I've, you know, I know what to right. expect with the bike, and, and I like it and stuff. So I'm, I'm pumped to be back on it. The, um, the, the, the foot injury from Bercy, is it safe to say we're probably another two weeks away from you seriously motoing down? Yeah, like, I mean, like today. Training-wise and motoring. Yeah, I mean, I've been able to train. I've been able to, for the most part, not mm-hmm. maybe everything I want to do, but been able to be on the road bike, 
um, be in the gym. I, I just got off crutches two weeks ago, so yeah. um, only been walking really almost two weeks now, and mm-hmm. you know, weight bearing, and it, it's better. It's not 100. percent They told me four to six weeks, and it's been four. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to be careful with it right now. I, it's you know, I, I want to start riding just to get some time on the mm-hmm. bike, but I also I don't want this thing nagging me. You know, at Anaheim or at Phoenix. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to let it heal right. Yep. You know, because it's not it's pointless to rush back. You know, a week right. early. So trying to be careful and uh, you know just put some time in and just. Like I said, put time on the bike, and then uh, right. in the next couple of weeks, like you said, I'll be back. When tomorrow. when you came to the track for the first time up here at Yamaha, did you did you just keep going straight, or did you? I got lost. I went to my old track, to the Jeff Ward track, <laughs> and got lost with that. I was like, "Where's everybody at?" Right. And I finally, I've figured it out. This isn't Yamaha, so I came over. Um, uh, the other thing is the um, uh, the other thing about the uh, being out in California. Um, you know, just today you're out here. Ryan Morris is out here. Travis Baker, Chris Blows, Bobby Canari, and this is something I talked to Trey Canard about. Do you like it, or would you rather be alone at in Florida with maybe Chad or one person? Uh, uh, or do you feel like maybe being around these guys pushes you a little more? It's good and bad, both. I mean, for oh, that's me, exactly what Trey said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We're right. Right. Good and um, bad. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is good and bad. You know, I think the bad is like a time like right now. You know, I'm just coming back from an injury, getting on a. A new bike, you know, for the most part. Right. Um, you know, to come out here, these guys have been riding and motoring down and been normally. I, I've been off the bike for a little over a month. So mm-hmm. um, it it kind of can be frustrating if you let it, you know, to see these guys motoring. And I'm like, first day on the track, right. first day back in Supercross and a new bike. And I'm, you know, yeah. still not back to normal and I've been injured. So it can be frustrating, you know, to see the guys blowing laps and running in circles around you. But, you know, I, I try to just block it out, you know. For me right now, with the season being so close, it just makes sense for me to be here to have Ross and these guys out here. Yeah. So I just got to block that out, just just ride. Um, ideally, it would be nice to just be in Florida yeah. just to ride for a couple weeks first. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that point. Um, I know Chad's lonely down there riding because Burner's hurt still and yeah. JT's retired. And I've been hurt, so Chad's been yeah. down there motoing himself. And right. So I need to get down there pretty soon um and then we'll so will you basically you'll go to florida you said a little bit maybe uh, around christmas but yeah. from there are you here until east like the east coast for the most part yeah. yeah i'm gonna go home for a few days for christmas maybe if my other bike is done for florida i might be there for a few days after yeah. christmas um but then i'll be back out here you know for all the west coast races yeah. and then back east uh for the east coast races right. hey um Brian Barry, Muffin, and Kenny G, uh, former factory mechanics, kind of from my era a little bit, um, maybe before then. Did you know them at all um, over the years? Uh, Brian, not a little bit. You know, obviously I watched him on TV. Yeah, I was yeah. a fan. I'm a fan. Right. You know, I all started as a fan. Um, seeing him on TV, I, I didn't know him, obviously, but I knew of him. Um, and then the last couple years when he was doing the activate uh, deal and stuff like that oh, okay yeah i, I knew right. him a little yep. bit um yep. talking to him at the races here right. and there not right. not knowing him well but talking to him and then kenny g um known him the last couple years i'd say as well um when i raced up in canada threw that yeah, in there yeah. canada yeah, yeah. yeah champion when i raced up there in 05 and 06 ron bushy my mechanic from up there in, in mass or up new england yeah. um worked with dowdy a little bit kenny's working with Kenny, dowdy so yeah. i've kind of known him since then around there right. um, not Right. Best friends, obviously, but knowing him and you know, so, talking to him. So, so having said that, how's it going with it, them? It's yeah. good. You know, today's the first day for me out yeah. here working with them, obviously. But um, they're two guys that, just like yourself, Mathis, have a lot of experience from oh, back yeah. in the day when there was good riders. You know? <laughs> Not you pussies, <laughs> like nowadays. Yeah, we're pussies nowadays, so that's what, what I was told, at least. Well, in one sense, though, like, it's got to help because uh, they've worked with the highest level of riders on yeah. the highest level of teams. So when you say to them, I don't like this, 
maybe it doesn't matter if it's a sponsor or not. They'll make it work because they yeah. know that making a rider is happy is yeah. number one. Yeah, no, they, if that that's a good thing. Yeah, they've Does been in the Bobby top really of that. drive a Chevy, uh, whatever that is. That's his rental car. I guess. Oh, okay. No, it's no, got... it's his car. It's his car. I mean, not a rental. Well, I'm, rental that's car. what I'm saying. He doesn't really drive that. Does Chevy he? Cruze. That's Bobby Canary. <laughs> he drives a Chevy Cruze. He a Chevy Cruze. Yeah. Hey, Bobby. Hi. See you, Bob. Nice car. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, no, yeah. yeah, it's good working with guys like that. They've been on the top of the sport. They've won races and championships. I think whatever. Yeah. Um, so they know what it takes, and they've been really good about making sure we have good products and yeah. good stuff on our bike. Yeah, I would think, like, as opposed to maybe some teams you've been on, and I, I can't, not top of my head, I'm not saying anything, but uh, sponsor money, sponsor products. Sac- sacrifice the product for a yeah, little bit of money, yeah, they, and they've, they they've been awesome about it. You know, right. we, we've been open to trying everything, me and Bob, and, yeah. well, Bob for the most part, because I haven't hurt, but, yeah. um, and they've been open to everything, too, so it's been... Right. They've been awesome. We have good, great products on our bike, I feel, um, and, and it, the bike is not going to be any excuse. Right. So. Cool, man. Um, all right. Thanks, uh, yeah. and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. Bobby Canari, Velocity 3 Racing Yamaha rider. Uh, how does that sound? That sounds good to me. <laughs> here we are at the Yamaha track. Uh, I got here too late to uh, to see how it was, but how was your day? Oh, it was a very productive day for us. We're running through a lot of suspension and chassis settings right now, and mm-hmm. man, I feel really comfortable on the bike. Really looking forward to this uh, new year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're coming off of Yamaha, so for you, it's just a, a natural thing. But what about are you back with, uh, or I guess the Ross Maeda from Enzo? Are, you've worked with him for a while. Yeah, I've done production testing with him back in the day uh, on Hondas and stuff, but uh, never really got to work with him on a professional level uh, as far as racing. I'm real excited. Everything's been going in the right direction. He's come up with some awesome settings, really knows what he's doing over there. I'm real excited for the year. And like you said, being that I'd come off of a Yamaha this past season, it was a natural fit for me. We jumped right in and uh, really had to do minimal testing to get mm-hmm. myself comfortable. Uh, now, having said that, uh, what are you? What do you need to work on still uh, before for Anaheim? Like, what, what kind of directions are you looking at? Or um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I feel pretty comfortable with the bike as it is right now, and uh, I, I actually feel like I'm riding really good. Uh, you know, and I, I think just kind of keeping the same direction we're going with a little bit of testing and a little bit of riding on my end too. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything will kind of fall into place right now. I feel like I'm in shape already. You know, to do. 20s no problem Mm -hmm. and uh you know if anything i'm sure all of us we can all pick up sprint speed at all times and uh i'll probably work on that to get a little better gate position uh for the heat races because i struggled there last year i know that was one of my weaknesses and uh i know that and i'm addressing that with sprints right now hey it's got to be nice for a guy like you you came into last year you actually had no ride you filled in at um at valley star yeah after whatever four four rounds or something yep so in a way, when we talked about it, you weren't really prepared last year when we talked to San Diego, I think it was. But it's got to be nice for you this year. You know, you got your team. You got a month and a half or, you know, a month yeah. before things go. And it's got to be a better position than you were last year. Yeah, uh, I feel 100% better going into the season. Right. You know, last year it took me half the season to really kind of yeah. find my stride and find my group that I was with. But that, yeah. having said that, last year might have been your best big bike supercross yes. season. It was pretty good. Yeah, at the yeah. same time, for sure, you can look at that. Uh and I feel like I had a solid team around me last year, 100%. They gave me everything they had, and they understood my situation and worked with me mm-hmm. the whole way through the season, indoors and out. And that was awesome. And, uh, you know, I feel like I, I have a very similar atmosphere around me here. And uh, this year feels different to me. I, I feel so much more confident. I've put in a full season without getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I, you know, feel much stronger. I feel like uh, I've, I've matured in my riding as far as mentally and, and the things I do on the track mm-hmm. and decisions I make. And... Uh, I, I know where I belong. I had a very successful year last year, consistently in the top 10 and sometimes better. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed my goal of a top five by one, and I really feel I can click that off this year. 
especially with the confidence just from ending the season yep. with multiple, you know, solid finishes every week. Right. You know, I, I just feel mentally way more prepared this year. You know, I, like I said, just found my stride halfway mm-hmm. through Supercross last year and just kind of kept clicking with it. One thing about that uh, I've never talked to you about and I don't hear much about is your training, your yep. off-season training. What do you do? Did you change anything different? Uh, how's that all going? Uh, it's going great. Um, you know, I do a lot of, of weightlifting, you know, in the off-season, and, right. and I hear a lot of people meat, try to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah, and people try to do it during the race, and uh, for me, that just isn't, you know, yeah. as productive because uh, we burn so many calories riding. Uh, mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. You know, I, I did what I typically do in the off-season, yeah. uh, try to get a reality check and get a normal job for a month, and uh, <laughs> makes training a lot easier come summer right. and, and the Supercross when you don't really want to do those monotonous 20 laps and 20, 30-minute motos. That uh, makes that a lot easier on so you. So it's a lot of on-the-bike stuff for you? Yes, it's, a lot on the bike yeah. at this point. My older age, you know, I, I just feel like uh, I do a bit of both. I do a lot of road biking mm-hmm. and a lot of that stuff, and... Uh, you know, uh, I feel I found a lot of different exercises I can do during uh, riding days, you know, yep. on the bike, and, and that's what pays the bills. And, you know, there is cross-training and lots of it involved and lots of weights and lots of bicycles. But, you know, ultimately we do ride motorcycles, and I feel I'm here before anyone, and I'm the last one to leave every yeah. day. And, uh, you know, I feel like that shows, and it's, it's showed every year. Uh, what about um – uh, the Canadian thing still going. You're still going to go up there this summer, but yep. how does that affect your U.S. plans? Uh, it doesn't. At this point, I feel like I'm going to do the same thing. Do okay. the six whatever uh, you can make, six yeah. U.S. rounds at this point. I looked at the schedules mm-hmm. at both schedules, and I'll be able to hit. Are there any back-to-backs? There is no double weekends. Oh, thank God. Uh, I was kind of bummed. <laughs> thank actually. God. I was no. looking forward to it, but uh, <laughs> well, I'm not because I was about to do those again. So, so there's no back-to-backs. No okay. back-to-backs. I'm a little bummed on that, but uh, yeah, terrible. Yeah, at the same time, you know, it, it'll make uh, focusing on the task right. at hand at both series much easier for me mm-hmm. uh I, i'm you know excited to do both uh hey this velocity three racing team uh kenny g kenny Germain and uh and brian barry muffin i've known those guys for years I, do you did you know them at all do you have any relationship with either one of guys minimal guy uh before you came on minimal i've i've you know met them throughout my career yeah. uh you know say hey and all that good stuff but uh not too much yeah. and and uh we've been testing now for a couple of weeks and everything's been clicking off great man i'm real excited really like the atmosphere yeah really like the program the sponsors that are involved everything's going on it's awesome I imagine right both guys former factory mechanics um they know the deal they kind of know the deal they right? know the and deal and i feel yeah. like the whole team is like that chisholm's been around i've been around they've been around mm-hmm. you know the whole team has been around been here done that it's not uh, a typical first year team where they're yeah. don't know what to expect they don't know what the budget is they you know everything right. You know, they've been there, done that, all of us. And, right. and uh, we know what we're up against. And I think that's making testing and everything else so much easier because we're all on the same page. Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks a lot. Uh, and, yeah, too bad I didn't get to see you ride. But, uh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it.